0: Good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green-White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you once again as we get set for another NASCAR Cup Series race, but not just a NASCAR Cup Series race, the cutoff race for the round of eight. Four drivers getting set to punch their ticket into the championship four race at Phoenix next week and on Halloween later tonight as well. Certainly can't wait for this race at Martinsville, Brandon, but let's take first a look back at last week and Kyle Larson winning his third straight race for the second time this year. That's right, only one time has that feat ever been accomplished in the NASCAR Cup Series other than this, and that was Dale Earnhardt in 1987. And obviously, we all know how great he was, seven time champion there with the Intimidator. Not only that, Kyle Larson wins 17 years to the day when Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports lost 10 people in a plane crash near Martinsville, Virginia. Of course, including Rick Hendrick's son, Ricky, and his brother, John. And you loved, you know, a solemn victory lane. You loved the tribute that Kyle Larson had and his crew had flipping their hats backwards and with the Hendrick paint scheme on the side of the car as well. Uh, What a moment there, but also what a moment for Kyle Larson to dominate this race once again. No one close to him all day, Brandon, and uh, he's certainly gaining all the momentum he can heading into these last two races.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, PJ, I mean, that was an awesome race, man. Kansas, just one of my favorite races. I mean, so so diverse on, a, you know, lanes that drivers are able to take. Uh, just a, a momentum track, man. You know, some guys hang it high, some guys hang it low. But I tell you what, uh, what a big win there again for Kyle Walterson. I mean, as if there's any question, it's kind of been the same thing all season long. But uh, as you alluded to, man, so many playoff drivers having a lot of trouble uh, you know, you had true with trouble, you had Kyle Bush hit the wall a couple of times. Uh, as as you said earlier, getting getting later in the race, had Chase Elliott kinda pushing Warson uh, and got in the wall and kinda of hurt it and came home second. But uh I tell you what, man, we're getting in down to the nitty gritty right here at Martinsville. We're getting ready to set that championship for uh, so, this race coming up uh, on side, you know, uh, today is just going to be absolutely amazing, man. And what, what a better cutoff race to have than Martinsville, right? And then it, then it's on Halloween, man. So, it's going to be a lot of tricks for some or a lot of treats for others, man. And I tell you what, I think uh, when we get down to the nitty gritty and you look at this point system, man, you got fourth place all the way down to seventh. Uh, it's pretty much still in there, racing each other for every position on the racetrack. Uh you know, we we need Chase Elliott to have a uh good, you know, top ten a finish, solid finish to lock himself in and pretty much from there on out other than Logano, man, doesn't have to be a necessarily a win and you're in, your end. Uh, just gotta kinda point in and have some guys have some trouble. Uh so and I and I tell you the last is as we all know, track position is key. Uh you can you can have a bad stop or you can lose, lose a little track position early and rebound from that, but if it happens in the later stages of that race, uh there's no coming back from that, man. So I tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what playoff drivers go out and kind of play the stage points, trying to get the win, you know, the stage points there and uh, build, build a little bit on it. It's going to be funny who goes out and goes and plays straight just to go get the win, man. But, uh, yeah, what a great race we had there at Kansas. I mean, action-packed as always. As you said earlier, you know, Kyle Larson went in there seventeen years of the day with the with the tragic accident we had at Hendrick Motorsports. And uh, what a better way to do it, man, than to go out and win and uh, you know, devote to, to that win to uh, you know, Ricky Hendrick. Yeah. We don't we don't look at it as always being a historic number in NASCAR. You, know, you look at the five we know Mark Martin and, and a few other guys that car, but uh, yeah, it's very touching you're a Hendrick fan to understand the history of the number where that the horse. Struck, and uh, especially now that we have Kyle Larson in the seat and what he's able to do, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. Like I said, it. it... We're down in the nitty-gritty, and, and i tell you the one thing I, I, I'm really going to hate to see is if a guy that goes out and has nine wins mm-hmm. in a season uh, obviously is locked into that Final Four when we get down to Phoenix uh, here in a week and doesn't win that championship. It's going to be something said, uh, a little bit about the point system and the way it's played, but we all we all know the game, we all know the rules, man, and uh, I'm, I'm just ready to get it started here on Sunday, man, and see what we got at Martinsville on Halloween, man. It's going to be crazy.
0: No, you're you're exactly right, and I think that very notable. You got nine wins now. Now you got to be able to finish it off. Was was just thinking about a few other guys who have done that. I mean, we've seen nine, ten win seasons and things like that. I think um, just uh, you know not more than a few years ago now, but. Uh, when Carl Edwards was in the 99. you had him win eight or nine races over the course of the year, and, and obviously he retired without winning a championship too. So uh, there's certainly been guys who have gone out and dominated the course of a season and not been able uh, to punch that ticket, not been able to win a championship. You saw it with Denny Hamlin and, and Kevin Harvick just last year. Uh, with Harvick not even really able to compete for the championship, they're not making the championship four. So, uh, no, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, there's there's a lot to be said and, and talked about with the point. System and and with how this works when a dominant car, especially, I mean, this is a driver in a car that's been insanely dominant all year. We, we haven't seen a lot of performances like this consistently throughout the year. Uh, he's even be, being compared to some of the most dominant seasons in Jeff Gordon's past. Uh, saw that a few times this week. I know, I know that's that's a guy that's very close to you as well. So uh, you look back at some of the big players oh, yeah. that Jeff Gordon had, and that, you know, it, Kyle Larson's kind of right on track with that right now. Uh, so, yeah, to like you said, to, to be able to go out next week and, and finish it with a championship uh, is is of the utmost importance for Kyle Larson, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see how the year is looked at if he doesn't win that championship. But I, I think one of the most interesting and, and uh, great points about that race there at Kansas leading into Martinsville is, of course, Kyle Larson gets the win. He's dominant once again. And like you said, you have Martinsville, this cutoff race is always insane, and it's on Halloween, which makes it just that much more wild. And when you look at it, you went through the, those those points uh, systems and point standings right now, and all very close to one another. You, you can really uh, make a case for kind of anyone to make it into the championship four. You have seven guys. You know, I, I know you can have you can have two two automatic winners normally you can have a guy who maybe has collected a ton of bonus points and and is 80 points up and and just no way that he's gonna not make it to the championship four right you have seven guys going into this race that need to either either take the gloves off or or you know strap them up as tight as they can because all of them are just sending it into Martinsville and have a chance to make it to the championship four I love this situation uh, for the fans. Anyway, I think it's going to be a fantastic race.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is one of the better situations we found ourselves in over the last five to seven years, man. In in that point system, you know, as you, you said it earlier. I mean, we had Kevin Harvick last year, uh, you know, nine win season, uh, and and turn around and not even make the final four, you know, and, and you know, as we saw last year, kind of hit Kyle Busch trying to get that one position needed to uh, maybe get in. Uh, but didn't, and and didn't get that championship after winning nine nine races. Now, what I will say is this year is a little more one-sided on when you go back and you look at it. You know, uh, you got Kyle Larson with nine wins, and nobody's close. Right. Uh, you know, you had Denny Hamlin kind of got, you know, consistent all season long, got hot when the playoffs started, you know, opening the first race to each round there for the first couple of rounds. Um, but other than that, man, it's not the same thing we've seen in, in the last three to four years where, you know, it's Harvard and Hamlin and Truex. Uh, you know, because five and each and, and seven with Benny Hamlin and nine with Kevin Harley. Um, it, it was pretty much a Kyle Larson kind of year. We had a lot of winners to start the season, uh, kind of spread some things out there through the first 10, 12 races. Um, what's we really kind of got set. Kyle Larson has kind of dominated it. Uh, Denny Hamlin, obviously, very consistent, still finds himself in the hunt. Uh, but like you said, PJ, I mean, we're coming into Halloween. I mean, how many years can we say that Martinsville falls on Halloween, man? And uh, the the points being that close between, you know, from, from that cutoff line and fourth, down to seventh, it is very close man all those guys can win uh just off of beating each other you know positions in different things stage wins and some that so like i said earlier it's going to be interesting to see who comes out with strategy who comes out with gun for when um and you know what kind of drama unfolds here on a halloween night like i said earlier it's going to be a lot of tricks or a lot of treats man for uh, for a lot of guys and uh i tell you what i mean uh yeah, we know Kyle Larson's locked in. Uh, Chase Elliott finds himself in pretty good position, thirty two points to the good on the, on that cut line but anything can happen, man. You know, you fail pre race tomorrow, you you know, you have a miss out, first pit stop and fall back and lose track position, get caught up back there, get damaged. Uh, there's just so many factors that comes into Martinsville, you know, and, and like you said earlier, I think Martinsville is the perfect place to have that chase cut off uh, because guys are able to go out and drive these race cars, 750 package, uh, you know, they're able to control the throttle, they're able to put it in places and, and make the maneuvers, you know, and, and especially at Martinsville, we all know uh, when it gets down to nitty-gritty, maybe not so much the first half, but definitely that later half, the second half of that race, man, guys are going to start getting impatient and uh, getting aggressive, and we got to take what we take, and when you find, uh, you know, eight guys pretty much are going to make up eight uh, out of the top ten spots for a majority of the races, and especially, I, I would say, there at Martinsville, um, man, I tell you what, it's going to get hectic, man, and I'm so stoked to watch it, I think, I think it's going to be one of the better races we've seen all year, uh, there again, it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens at Martinsville when we move in you know, how many of these playoff drivers get into, uh, you know, let's call it drama or some, uh, you know, kind of kind of garbage between two drivers, maybe tapping each other out of the way or somebody moves somebody and here go to Phoenix and let one of those guys lock into the four. Uh, will we see retaliation like we've seen between, uh, you know, Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick this year? Uh, will we see any kind for that championship run or will we see let, let the guys just go out and race? But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I am just super super stoked that you know, we did NASCAR I think make really moves this year. I, I'm agreeing so much with the road courses, but I, I feel like uh they've made moves this year to bring the best experience for fans that they can. Um we've got a very good championship race going into that final four and we all know once we hit Phoenix it's all a race and it's it's the best finisher. Um and, and not only that, looking forward to 22 and this next gen car in the LA Coliseum and and having Dale Jr. and Tony Stewart and Clint Bowyer, uh, you know, all kind of vouch for it. You know, they all kind of vouch for that car and said, "Hey, man, it kind of does everything better than what we have now." So uh, I'm a huge fan of what we have now and the system we have. It's just going to be very, very, very this momentum, regardless. Again, just to see if that carry that momentum with a new, uh, new gen in that LA Coliseum for that class. I think NASCAR is going to launch itself into the category reading on the news lately about f1 you know i mean we we've even had a couple nascar drivers talk about uh... You know, how they're really kind of into the F1 documentary series that's on, you know, and it kind of takes you behind the scenes and show you those operations day in, day out, week in, week out, race to race. And I think that's something NASCAR really needs to kind of tap into. Um, you know, obviously, me and you are fans, have been watching this our whole life. We know what goes into building race cars and making these race teams what they are. But a lot of people that are new fans, man, have no idea. They think it's just we get in this car and we go fast and we turn left as a driver. Uh, but it's not so much of that. It, it's more behind the scenes and what gets pumped into these engineers that we hire—the R and D, the you know research and development—to make these cars better. And <laughs> yep, Sundays or Saturdays, man. So uh, this something needs to. I knew I ain't me. Formula One racing is any better than NASCAR. I just kind of think it's on a platform now in an age where people stream everything that they watch, and when you're able to go on and, and kind of get the behind-the-scenes deal and, and watch you guys and organizations, man, to what really goes into making the you know the ball roll, man. I mean, everybody thinks it's just get the car, turn left, go fast. not that way, man. There's a lot that goes into it just to be able to make those things happen, uh, you know, from the driver to the sponsors to the engineers to the team owners, man. Uh, I thing it's something we just got to get a little bit more involved in, and uh, NASCAR kind of you know get their publicity out there to push it out there, man. But it's going to be a great, race, great
0: time, man. No, I completely agree. I think I think that's a very good point, and that's something that uh, a lot of race fans could very much get into, and, and a lot of non race fans maybe uh, could could start to learn more about NASCAR and, and learn more about racing as a whole. Like you said, what goes into it. And kind of you know build that interest more and more. So uh, completely agree with that. Also uh, agree with the fact that I think this is going to be an insanely good race with with everything uh, going into it later today at Martinsville. We'll certainly be talking to you about that more and more. You did say something though that that sparked my interest and something I already kind of was thinking about. So we'll come back and and talk about that here in just a second here on Green-White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. Green-White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Remember, Brandon Bain at Coach's Corner every Wednesday evening for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. Catch all your NASCAR news uh, midweek there and uh, look forward to the NASCAR weekend every Wednesday night at 6 there with Brandon Bain for Rubbin' and Grubbin' at Coach's Corner or be sure to tune in the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed at 6 o'clock there for rubbing and grubbing every Wednesday. But, Brandon, something I, I love to see and something you kind of brought up is the next-gen car being tested at Bowman Gray Stadium. And Bowman Gray Stadium, a, a quarter-mile track, a lot like the track that NASCAR is going to in the L.A. Coliseum and in, in building for the NASCAR Clash to start off 2022 season. I don't know if I'm reading into this too much, but you have all these tests, you have the next gen car and you have these small tracks that NASCAR keeps testing at and putting uh, there in the clash as well. Could we be seeing a resurgence? And with me being a a short track lover in NASCAR and just a grassroots that love that style of racing, could we be seeing a resurgence of these type of tracks? Maybe the return of the short track in NASCAR to the schedule in the future. I, I think it's trending in that direction. I hope I'm not just reading into it too much, but I think that would be amazing. I love the tracks we have now, but I, I also love these short tracks and really just the roots of NASCAR when it comes to tracks.
1: Yeah, I, I tell you what, the, excuse me, the, uh, man. If you guys don't know I'm on the cruising this weekend, I'm kind of out. But uh, yeah, you hit it on the head, man. I mean, when we talked about getting... That's called a roots, right? Like what what the roots are of the sport. Uh, it's really short track racing, and uh, you know, as fans, especially for me and you, growing up and watching, we all know mile and a half with everything. Uh, from Charlotte to Texas being built, uh, you know, to Atlanta being you know reformed and reformed. Uh, you know, in '97, '96, Um, you know, that was kind of the sense of NASCAR. Mile and a half, you know, and a lot of folks think they call them cookie cutters, and everyone's a same, but everyone has a different characteristics. But when you when you really get down to the, 1930s, the roots of what NASCAR is, it's short track racing at you know Bowman Gray. Um, very similar, as you said, what we're going to be racing at the LA Coliseum. Uh, I tell you, man, it, it's tough to be spoken for when, when you got NASCAR legends, guys that have drove multiple generations of race cars and won in them, uh, to go out and perform the way they perform. Hey, this is a good part. Uh, I, I think it's, it, it, it's, NASCAR is fine if it's racing at. That's, you are know, we've trying out a mile and a half and seen it here with Kyle Larson. We've seen it with a couple different guys where when they get clean and clean air, uh, more stackage power that we have now, um, and what they're running. I mean, it, it, they run away with the field and it, it just kind of gets strung out. And the short sure tracks keep everybody together and you're able to use the bumper, the throttle a little more, um, and you're able to see some guys kind of drive the car saw with their cock roll of theirs this year. You know, a guy that had no shot and had a really bad season going and come down and surprise everybody and get the win. So, um, I think that I think it's going to pay dividends huge to NASCAR. I think it's definitely something that. These road court races that we're looking into, we should definitely be looking into some shorter tracks, you know, as you alluded to, with infrastructure that are able to support the fans that want to come out and watch NASCAR racing. Um, at the end of the day, man, when we launch off in this LA Coliseum in February, for this Bush class, uh, it's going to put a lot of eyes on NASCAR that haven't even been watching it. Uh, you know, the week before the Super Bowl, so you know, you're going to have a lot of guys that are there watching, uh, ready to, you know, see something, you know, that are there for a week and go, hey, I, I got a whole week to wake on, on football. Let's go check this NASCAR thing out. Um, but I, I think it's also because you did this. Not only as, as a sport, but as a brand, uh, you know, saying, hey, man, let's, let's kind of expand a little more. Let's get some new eyes on the sport, some new minds into it, um, some new things. We saw that in the road courses, you know, with Circuits of the Americas and the Indy Road Course and uh, you know, different things this year. And trying to make plans and, and kind of rejuvenate the schedule a I think when we go to L.A. Coliseum, man, and like I said, you're going to have a lot of people there that aren't used to watching NASCAR, that, that maybe not even NASCAR fans that might come out NASCAR fans, um, and especially to emulate a very flat short, um, where you know these guys are going to come in, and they're going to use each other up, and they're bang some doors, man, and... and you know, go for it. Uh, you know what? A, what a bigger stage to come out with that win to go. Hey, I'm the first guy to won at the LA Coliseum. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of bragging rights, um, and there again, going to be a lot to learn from a brand new car. So, uh, and I and I love what NASCAR did with the Invitational, as we all that book class has always been an Invitational past winners uh, that are race winners from the year previous past champion, <laughs> and they pretty much opened it up to the field. <laughs> You know, pretty much all of these underfunded hey, if you wanna come run, man come run. And I think that did dividends and speaks a lot about NASCAR to where we're not gonna have the Hendrick and the J G R and skis necessarily to dominate the sport as we've seen in years past. I mean that's what's gonna happen. We all know uh money talks he talks in a way and uh, Organizations are always going to have money to throw to develop these cars, uh, you know, to, to have race winning, you know, equipment. Um, but I think it's a great thing that NASCAR did being able to invite these smaller teams and say, hey, man, if you want to come run, come run. Uh, not only for the sponsors and the publicity and the TV time that you get, but also to get these underfunded teams a little bit more time in the cars and maybe get them a leg up, you know, and, and help them. You know, kind of, kind of launch off for the season. So it's going to be very interesting, man. And I love the comments that all those drivers about the next next gen car. uh, I was really hoping it races as good as what we have now because to me, what we're seeing now in NASCAR and the racing, um, and the way that they have it. One, it's a little bit of a newer style. Uh, we've heard older guys like Dick Hamlin and some of these guys talk about how there's no respect anymore for these championship drivers. Uh, but unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast in the sport that we race now. As these, these low high-end force cars, you're not able to give up a spot that's faster than you. If you do that, you give up two or three. Um, and when you have a run, you've got to race the guy door-to-door and, and hopefully be able to clear him and get in front of him. So it's just kind of bringing in a new generation of style of racing a lot of these have, from the Ryan Blaney's to Daniel Suarez to Chase to you know a lot of these guys that are going That's kind of how they how they came up with the sport, it out, man. I gotta I gotta side draft you, man. I gotta, gotta a little bit. I gotta I gotta take it off of you. It's not personal. It's just the style of racing we do. So, uh, gonna be interesting to see what kind of racing we can get out of this next gen car. But uh, I tell you what, at the end of the day, I hope to see this thing crank off in February there at LA Coliseum right before the Super Bowl, man. I think it's absolutely amazing for the sport and for the brand.
0: Yeah, man, insanely excited about the car itself. And not only that, but what Dale Earnhardt Jr., what Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart had to say about how the car raced there at Bowman Gray Stadium and just how it feels and what they think about it. So it gives me a lot of confidence with what we have going into 2022 with this next-gen car. Not only that, but also the possibility of these small racetracks about maybe being a big part of NASCAR's future and also the past. I think anytime you you do something like this and and – embrace the roots of something i think is fantastic and i I love all the different styles of racetracks we have I, i just want to embrace more and more of the nascar culture when it comes to tracks and and have even more of variety i i think that's going to be fantastic and i think we're trending in that direction in nascar not only with the new tracks but with some of the old tracks as well. So certainly looking forward to that. But we'll come back, talk about old tracks and historic venues Martinsville later today. The last race of the round of 8 here in the NASCAR Cup Series. We'll come back and talk about who our picks are for later tonight at Martinsville here on Green White checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back Green White checkered PJ Zuko here with you this evening as we look forward to the last race in the round of 8 four drivers punching their tickets to the championship for next week. At Phoenix, and certainly looking forward to this race at Martinsville, venue that's put on so many classic races, especially in these cutoff races. And hopefully, we'll put on another one today. Oh, by the way, on Halloween. And as we mentioned earlier, Brandon on a cruise and going on to a cruise and sadly lost connection with him but want to thank him for for coming on at all he wanted to come on and was passionate about being on this week and certainly appreciate him uh doing that and being like that all season certainly appreciate him being on but hey man go enjoy that and and take some time with the family and, and have a great time there stay safe but have a great time on the cruise but he did get his five drivers to me to look out for today and Brandon going with Denny Hamlin, number one, of course, insanely good at Martinsville and needing to win to punch his ticket to the championship for Chase Elliott, number two. No surprise there. A Chase Elliott fan, but Chase Elliott, no slouch at Martinsville, has competed for wins at Martinsville several times in the past. Martin Truex Jr., the favorite to win this race and when you talk about odds makers, and number three on Brandon's list. Kyle Busch, always solid at Martinsville, number four. Joey Logano at number five for Brandon Bay. I am going to take Martin Truex number one. Yeah, I'm going with the easy pick and the odds makers or whatever, but Martin Truex dominates this race kind of one time a year, right, over the past few years. He's already done that in the spring but I think he might do it again uh, later tonight. My number two is Chase Elliott. Again, extremely good here at Martinsville and and wants to go out and get a victory to punch his tickets, be the second Hendrick Motorsports driver uh, to make it to the championship four. I think that's a very good possibility. Number three, I will go with Brad Kozlowski, someone who's uh, not on Brandon's top five, but he's a guy that can come out and, and dominate this race as well. Obviously, very aggressive, always seems to have good cars here and, and knows his way around this track very very well. A few race wins at Martinsville in the past. Give me Brad Keselowski. I will take Denny Hamlin number four and round out with a third Joe Gibbs Racing driver at number five in Kyle Busch. I think maybe you have turn four coming off turn four. You might even have two Joe Gibbs Racing drivers battling out for a victory. And you know it there at Martinsville in the championship race on the line uh you, you take off the gloves no holds barred there on the last lap so that could be very very fun but uh for brandon bain i am pj Zuko. this has been green white checkered here on espn radio every sunday morning during the racing season from 9 to 9 30 hope you have a fantastic rest of your race day stay safe wherever you go happy halloween and god bless